Wait a minute, I hear something. What's going on everybody? Welcome back to Dr. Movie, where I'm driving down the road, driving to work, in the dark, because it's extra early in the morning, and uh, talking about movies. And today is my birthday, September 29th, and I thought, what better way to celebrate my birthday than talk about one of my favorite horror movies, even as kooky as it is. I love Happy Birthday to Me, right? So that's the movie of the day. Happy Birthday to Me from, what year was it, 81? Yep, 1981. Directed by J. Lee Thompson. Again, this is what I love about that sweet spot about the late 70s, early 80s movies where these so-called slashers were professionally done it wasn't guerrilla you know filmmaking it it's legit big budget getting you know real professional directors to to make these films uh jay lee thompson i mean <laughs> he did cape fear i mean the guns of Navarone. he did a couple of the planet of the apes movies he did some of the death wish stuff he did 10 to midnight murphy's law i mean for, for my buddy R.J., King Solomon's Mines from 85. Uh, I mean, come on. You're dealing with a heavy hitter here. That's not even getting into all the stuff he did in the 50s and 60s, right? I mean, a ton of stuff. Um, that's just stuff I can think of and not, you know, not take my eyes off the road while driving. So, legit filmmaking here. And again, that's what I love about this time period is uh, being able to, to do this. And here's another cool thing about this movie. Uh, the story and kind of produced of this movie is, is, is John Saxton, right? So, again, just, just legit people involved here. Uh, John Saxton, you know, class 1984, uh, you know, anywho, let's see, uh, I said 81, it says horror slash indie film, that's interesting, because I don't know that it's really an indie film, but maybe it is, let's uh, do a synopsis if I can find one, where are we at, I'm looking folks, give me a second, here we go. It says, at a snobby Crawford Academy, uh, Virginia's group of crap. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. I had a pop-up. It blocked what I was reading. At a snobby Crawford Academy, Virginia's group of friends start to go missing years after horrible events that happened to her as a child around her birthday. Pretty simple, straightforward. I mean, come on. It, it, 
if you're a horror fan and you haven't seen Happy Birthday to Me, then are you really a horror fan? Just saying. Because it's it's kind of a staple of graduation. You you kind of have to have this one in the notch in your horror belt to even claim to be a horror fan because it's we see the derivatives of this movie in so many things. Uh, Scream kind of pulls from this. It, it, you know, the whole whodunit, it, it, it's very much a giallo. It's like an Americanized giallo that's trying to be a slasher, but it's still pretty much a giallo at heart. Because it's all kind of a whodunit kind of thing. With a nice twist of psycho horror as well, right? Um... Let's get back to, do we have any why to watch and all that stuff here? Surely we do. Oh, yes. Why to watch. It's ominous, shocking, and uneasy. I think they had to stretch to find those words for this one. Uh, Happy Birthday to Me is well written, has a good cast, and, and it has a killer score. Yeah, it does. It's good. Highly recommended, intelligent, and well acted by Melissa Sue Anderson. Yeah. This is the only thing I ever saw her in outside of Little House on the Prairie, right? It looks extremely realistic, graphic, and has a queasy reality that a lot of bizarre murders do not. Yeah, again, this is going back to that sweet spot of when these movies were made before it was just a throw it together. Well, I say that. I mean, Roger Corman was doing the throw it together mentality, obviously, at this point, right? Even the first Friday the 13th, was kind of a throw-it-together thing trying to get it out there in time, right? But it worked because you still had some clout going on. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. This this is a solid, solid flick. And I'll give you another reason why. Let's talk about our cast. Uh, like we said, Melissa Sue Anderson is Virginia in this movie. And she's perfect. She's absolutely perfect for this role. Um... Again, if you grew up watching Little House on the Prairie, you know, she was the sister that went blind and all that stuff, right? So she's got these starking blue eyes that just cut through everything. And it really works for this character. She's not blind in this one, but what she goes through and the, the trauma that she's dealing with, I think she just physically looks the part so well. We got Glenn Ford. Literally my, my second favorite actor of all time. Um, I'll tell you a secret about Glenn Ford. He only films, or he when he's in a movie, he wants to be filmed from a certain angle. So every time you see him, if you pay attention, it's always from the same angle. And the reason why, he said that in his younger days, whatever, he got kicked in the face by, I think it was guy, he got kicked by a horse or something, or... Something happened to one half of his face, and it's a little, I don't want to say disfigured, but it doesn't match from one side of the face to the other. So if he turns his head in just a certain angle, it kind of hides that. And that's that's his thing. I mean, that's, you know, but it's Glenn Ford. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. Just, I love Glenn Ford. One of my favorite actors, period, hands down. Um, he's so believable. And uh, for all you Superman fans, you know, he's, he's, you know, 
he's Clark Kent's dad on Earth, right? He's Superman's dad on Earth. And he's, you know, he's great. Um, a lot of your other characters, I, I'm not going to go through all of them. You got a young cast here. Don't really recognize any of them from anything else. Um, but they're all snobby kids, right? They all come from money. And uh, Virginia's issue is she's been around these kids her, her whole life, or for the most part. And she lost her mom in an accident. And she's still real unclear about what happened because she was with her. And the accident has caused her to lose her memory of all this stuff. And it's all through a series of flashbacks and dreams that she starts regaining things. They did this experimental surgery on her to try to get her to get her senses back, right? But things happen to where she thinks that she's just a little off kilter. Even herself, she thinks that, right? And you get these flashbacks of, you know, her being on operating tables and then opening up her, her skull and, you know, trying to relieve pressure off the brain. All these things are happening. And as this is going on, she's getting more and more details of what happened. And it's at a point to where, like, she, like I said, she's got this whole group of friends. They all hang out together all the time. And they're leaving this little pub, and they do this game. They call it playing chicken, but they're actually just driving over a drawbridge, and they try to beat the drawbridge, you know. And uh, Virginia's in the car with a bunch of them, and they jump the bridge, you know, because it's already opened up, and they jump across. And that's kind of the whole point of the, the race is to get across the bridge before, you know, you chicken out and don't go. And it upsets her. She gets out of the car. She runs out to a graveside, which she's conveniently living close to. <laughs> and uh, she uh, goes to her mom's grave, right? And she's got a pair of shears there that she keeps on hand so she can clean up around. So she's obviously got a lot of feels for her mom and taking care of her tombstone and everything. She kind of got that aspect, right? So she's, you've got this connection and it's because they were together the night that her mom died, right? Well, as this movie goes on, you're going to find out that they actually were trying to cross that bridge and, you know, ended up crashing into the river beneath. And she got out. Uh, Virginia got out, but the mom did not. So the mom drowned in the car. But when Heather, Heather, when, <laughs> when Virginia came up, she got hit in the head by a boat, boat propeller. It, it's it's pretty unclear, right? But obviously it caused a lot of trauma, right? She was in bad shape for a long time. But here she is now. She's a teen raised by her father. And he keeps saying, hey, you know, do you want to move? You want to get out of here? And she's like, no, I, I, I like all my friends and I want to be around them and all that stuff. Um, from there... All the kids start dying off, one by one. Something's happening to them. And uh, as this goes on, it really leans towards Virginia just snaps, 
And she's going around killing everybody. To the point to where you believe it too. And uh, you don't want to believe it, but you do because you see her. And, you know, you got a friend that's, you know, that's into making like movie props and, you know, he makes a display of a young lady that's in their group and it's just her head and they think, well, this guy must be the killer because he's got her head on the desk and then he shows them that it's not real, right? So you, you get all these red herrings, right? Which is, again, the point of making these kind of movies. Um, there's some iconic deaths in this that you instantly think of when you think of this movie. You think about the guy that gets... Don't ever work on your dirt bike while wearing a scarf. Just saying. It's kind of it's kind of dangerous. <laughs> um, and you get a scene where uh, Virginia has a boy come over to her house and she makes him some dinner and they're going to womp, womp, womp a little later. And... Uh, she takes a shish kebab and runs it through his mouth through the back of his head and you're just like whoa uh, that's actually if you the original artwork for this was that you know the guy standing there with the, the shish kebab skewer, skewer going into his mouth right I hate the re-release artwork of this because it's it's just so terrible um, so if you see it and it's like the girl standing there and her eyes are glowing or whatever and it's not even anybody from the movie terrible artwork so always go with the VHS one where it's the guy with his mouth open and the, and the skewer going into, into his mouth um, anywho the plot thickens as it goes on you're finding out more and more details and this all goes back to the night of the wreck and you find out it was Virginia's birthday she invited all of her friends. Her mom set it up. Her mom is a proud parent, right, who recently came into money. But all the other kids, like I said, they all come from money. And the mom has set up this big birthday party, and none of the kids show up. So like an angry parent, uh, she decides to go and confront the kids because apparently one of the other kids is having a party that night and that's where everybody goes instead so they drive up to the estate where this party is and they won't let them in because they're not invited so obviously Virginia's upset because nobody came to her birthday party and the mom's going to be you know the big defender and they get shunned away and on the way back the mom starts drinking she's upset she's not watching it's raining not paying attention, and that's when the wreck happens. And, you know, there you go. You got Glenn Ford in this, who is the, I don't want to say the psychiatrist. I guess he is, but he, he watches over Virginia a lot, right? And just make sure she's staying on track. And he's the one that's kind of watching her progress and starting to gain her memories back. So you got that aspect of it as well. But from there on, it's a it's a murder mystery thing, right? And you're you're kind of on Team Virginia, and then you're not on Team Virginia, and this all unfolds uh, eventually into something really gruesome. Uh, 
again, there, there's there's so many iconic things about this movie that we've seen ripped off and used time and time again. This this is the first movie that I can remember that had some of these things in it. So I love this movie. I really do. Uh, it, it's in the time frame that I love. I think the acting is good. It's it's a solid flick. Um, it does kind of feel like a Scooby-Doo kind of thing. Uh, very heavy giallo for sure. And again, maybe why I love it so much. And I think it holds up. Um, you do have to suspend your belief from certain aspects, right? Especially when you get... Uh, kind of the reveal of what's really going on. You just kind of have to go, yeah, okay. <laughs> but for the most part, uh, I like this flick a lot. Uh, personally, I'd rather watch this than I would the first Friday the 13th. That's just me. Uh, I just think it's a little more intelligent. And uh, not to say anything bad about Friday the 13th, it is what it is. But there's, there's a cleverness to this one that I really, really like. Uh-oh. That ain't gonna work. Because this person's not gonna drive the speed limit. Um, highly recommend it, right? I know that it is short-lived on Tubi right now. It's on Tubi, but it's only for a few days. Sorry I couldn't get it to you sooner. But that's kind of where this one lies. Uh, five out of five for me. It's... It's just a classic. Uh, again, you can't call yourself a horror fan and not have seen this movie. But uh, being that it's my birthday, I thought it was the perfect time to cover it. So there you go, folks. Hope you enjoy this one. Let me know what you think about Happy Birthday to Me, if you're a fan, or if there's things you don't like about it, or if there's things that I left out that, sh that I should have brought up. We can bring them up later. All right, folks, that's it for this one. We will check you later. And uh, happy birthday to me.